welcome back to another episode of Milk Clock Podcast on Busty Coverage. We took a little bit of time off. Uh, we were just talking about this off the air, Paul. Uh, I said I needed a reset button. You <laughs> sort of said you needed a reset button. And uh, so here we are. We've kind of run out of major topics besides World Series. Uh, the NFL just really can't get out of its way. From itself, and uh, you can't even get any new storylines in in the NFL. So here we are talking to Chase Elliott today about the chase and yeah. his position, which is um, you've I know done all the research. Yeah, he's he's been bounced from the chase, but he is going to be the rookie of the year for Na- in NASCAR. Oh, okay. See, now that's that's I have not even been that far into the chase right now. Where are they at? How many round of eight? Uh, yes, All round right. of eight, and they're at Texas Motor Speedway, which is where we're going to be speaking to Chase momentarily. All right, so he's definitely going to win, hands down, win rookie of the year. Yes. Without a doubt. Okay. I think it'd be funny to ask him and put him on the spot. Ask him, uh, how's, how's Ryan Blaney looking <laughs> for uh, that rookie of the year? Explain that joke. You That went over my head. <laughs> I know. it was Well, first of all, it really wasn't that funny. Okay. Ryan Blaney's another rookie who's done okay this year. and But Elliot's obviously smoked him. All right. He made the chase, though. Yes. All right. So, so that was critical. And that's his first year driving Jeff Gordon's car, correct? Uh, yes, that's right. His first year driving the old 2-4. All right, so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get it down to where the readers knew what the hell, listeners, they understand what you're talking about. They get the inside jokes now. Uh, so <laughs> The bad inside jokes. So that's – all right, so you like talking to Chase Elliott. I'm going to really let you just go to town. Are you going to let me drive, I'm gonna so let, to speak? I'm going to let you drive this uh, ship the milk clock podcast ship. We're going to let you really, I'll, I'll just get in there here and there. Um, but anyway, that's uh, so, so tell me about like, you've been, you've been off, right? You haven't done anything this week. No, just work, work. And I'm actually as soon at the conclusion of this chase Elliott interview, I am going with several bros that I've known since eighth grade to Kansas city chiefs game to tailgate this weekend. Kansas City from Omaha is like a three-hour drive. Perfect little getaway, a little weekend getaway with uh, with some old-school friends. So with the guys. You know what? The, with the guys, guys weekend, all the guys, you know, majority of these guys are married. They had to get the hall pass. It's all been set up months in advance. So there's some stoked guys ready to go, just they're, ready to bro it up. They're ready to unleash, and you're like, yes. this is just another weekend. <laughs> right because isn't that right. isn't that how us married guys this is how we handle things yeah you get that every that explosion probably every six months right uh i don't know if I'd, i don't know if i'd use the word explosion but uh yeah i mean i had that case this week i had to be uh i had to kind of go through the uh, channels to make sure i could go not make sure but i just wanted to make sure that it was okay I went to game yeah. seven. I, I did the whole party scene at game seven, and it was a blowout. It was a total blowout uh, night, and mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure it was okay. So I got the okay. I got the approval, and then I went and partied with a bunch of college guys. So, yeah, I mean, the old guy with all the college guys. And, How'd that uh, feel? Oh, my God. Uh, you know what? I 
I, I can't be up that late anymore. Was it like Toledo dad icing everybody? Uh, not to that level. Uh, but they definitely look at me like you're getting Who's a little, this weirdo. You're getting a little old and, uh, you probably should just be watching from your couch. Did then, you wear sunglasses and a hat to like hide your age? No, nah, I didn't go. I didn't go sunglasses, uh, went hat just to fit in type thing. And, uh, it's it's interesting the age that will come and hang out around a stadium game seven of a World Series, so it, it you, you just don't get that suburban dad thing. It's just not on a weeknight. If that was Saturday night, that Cleveland would have been loaded with suburban dads, but a Wednesday night, oh, just just, just your regular transient you, types. You had in in the day was so long. You had you had to be ready. It was like a marathon. I told I told Mrs. BC. I said, "Listen, I do college football trips, and those ta- uh-huh. those kick your ass, right?" Oh, this they was do. worse. This was worse. I didn't I didn't quit. I didn't get out of there until like after one o'clock in the morning. It was crazy. So out of the stadium or like in your car on the expressway on a. On a Uber or a Lyft, I I got a Lyft out of there. The only hotel I could get was thirteen miles away. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was uh, it was pretty nuts. And I, I the beer was flowing. Uh, I'll say was that. It? And then I you know I, then I started going to the uh, let's do some um, let's do some shots. Let's get some fireball going. Let's uh, let's get it let's get it cranked up a little bit. And uh, you know, couple fireball shots, couple couple pops later, and it's a it's a hard it's a hard fought Wednesday night. So, <laughs> and these college guys, you know they they went hard, but I have a feeling they would have went down before I would have went down. Little, so you were at game seven. Well, I didn't I didn't go in, but you yeah 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 you're there. I'm there. I mean, you're soaking it up. Soaking it up. Little known fact about Paulie E, I was actually at the 2003 Bartman game. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I was. All right, where were your seats? Uh, right field. You were on the opposite the... side. Yep. yep. Opposite side, you... down the line, I assume. Cause that down the line. You weren't in the bleachers. Uh, no, I was in the bleachers, yes. You were in the bleachers in right field. It was, correct. And so you can see... Moises Alou going over to make that catch. Yeah, and you couldn't really, you know, you're looking across the stadium. You could kind of see there was some interference. You didn't, you couldn't pinpoint Bartman at that point. Right. But you could see Alou get super pissed, and you're thinking, what's going on? Something must have happened. But you're still cool because, you know, you're five outs away. You can look behind you and see 30,000 people on the street just waiting to explode. And uh, it was an explosion that never occurred. But, it so, was, uh, you know, the environment. Being in an environment like that's really cool. Uh, absolutely, a historic game, uh, one you can mm-hmm. tell your kids about. But now the Cubs want it. So, it, does that take away? Does that now end the way that Cubs fans look back on history, like the Bartman game? Is that yeah, is that kind that, of whitewash? What kind of whitewashes it, right? Yeah. Does the Bartman game not even matter anymore? I think so. I think that you just quit. Think you don't even. Th- Why would you even think about that game anymore, unless you're you looking, looking to, over the history? That's interesting. I, I think it really does whitewash that. 
So you're you're a Cubs fan. I was. I was. All right, I now where I are you at now? It. Who'd you go I to? I grew out of it. I have not said one thing about the Cubs and winning. All right, I refuse. So, so it wasn't it wasn't like that kind of a fan. No, no. Okay. <laughs> no, right. sir. Yeah, you know I mean, there there's some too. fresh there were some fresh Cubs fans. Like they had not been fans for very long. Those jerseys were crisp. Uh, yeah, there were there yeah. were a lot of people that flew in, and you could tell still had the hole in them. Yeah, I mean, you know, you still had a lot of people that drove out that that stadium. And when you hear people say there were a lot of Cubs fans there, there were a lot of Cubs fans there. When something would happen in the game, there would just be cheering, and you couldn't tell whether the Indians did something good or the Cubs did something good because the stadium was split. So I was going to ask you about that because on TV it sounded about eighty percent Cub fan, and it might have been. It, it might have been. What I'm saying is, is we could not tell out on the streets. Like we could see in the stadium, and you see the crowd going nuts, and you're like, "Wait a minute, what just happened? Did something happen for the Indians?" And you just could not tell. And and there were that many people that bought up those tickets. They bought. They bought the. Here's what happened. I heard this on the radio in Cleveland. So they let they let season ticket holders, they let them buy up to eight tickets for the World Series. All right? So if, yeah. you, had, if you had season tickets, you could buy up to eight tickets per game for the World Series. So, you know, how many times do you ever go and you have you have yourself and then three other buddies or family that go with you to a game? Yeah. It's, it's rare, right? Mm-hmm. So you have these other four tickets – what do you think's going to happen? Of course, yeah. these guys are going to dump them on the market. They've been buying LeBron tickets for six months. They're they've been buying playoff tickets and they, they're broke. You know, these people are l- looking to make a little money back in games. Dump them out. Yeah, you dumping out. All right. So if you sell two thousand a ticket, you're talking eight grand for four tickets. Eight grand. Eight grand. Grr, whatever you want to say. <laughs> so I mean, if. Think about if you're in the, like the 100 level. These Cubs fans are like 5K, no big deal. Here goes twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. So I, I don't blame these people for selling them. Uh, it's it, it's not on them. It's on the or it's on the uh, the Indians for letting them buy four extras. Uh, you're probably not going to see that again. But they wanted those tickets to be sold and the high dollars, and that's where we're at. So, uh. What else? What else is hot? Big game. Big game tomorrow. A personal rivalry between you and me, Joe Kinsey. Uh, yes. Nebraska, Ohio State. You know what's weird is that this the season now at the midway point here, early November, there's not much vibe. There's not much. It's it, We need something to happen. Think not, so? They need, yeah. After last week, you know, it was a very, another tough win for Ohio State. Uh, but th- there's not a lot of buzz here. Hmm. What What do you think? It's really I mean, interesting. I, I, I mean, it's got to be there much because buzz? of the Penn State loss. Well, that yeah, that's that takes it all out. But is there much mm-hmm. buzz for Nebraska football right now? Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the first time I've been ranked this high since 2001. Okay. And that was, uh, you know, that's even including the loss a week ago. Um. I think uh, everybody's still stoked because we're still in the top 10, have a chance to beat Ohio State. There's a lot to be excited about. All right, so when you're you, – when you're And you out, guys are used to winning. I mean, look, you win the titles. I mean, who, right. who cares? No, that's There's true. There's like 
title fatigue at a certain point. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's a horrible midseason uh, fatigue. But and that Penn State game wasn't that the first road game Urban Myers lost as a Buckeye? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, there've been actually uh, there's been very few losses anyway. So yeah, I think right. that, I think that was the first you guys, one. You're used to winning, so why would you get excited about this game? It's just another game that you're probably going to roll over right. somebody, right? All right, Paul, call me back. All right. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm great. This is Paul Lady. I've also got my co-host Joe Kinsey here. Hey, Chase. Awesome. Go ahead, Paul. This is all. This is you're a big NASCAR guy, Paul. Get us started. Chase, I am. Let's let's start our engines. Um, how's everything looking at the track at Texas Motor Speedway? Uh, it's been cloudy so far. Um, as long as the rain stays away, it'll be good. Oh, we hate that rain. The rain's the worst. Um, it is. It is. Chase, what you, I know you're partnered up with uh, Kelly Blue Book, and uh, there's a big announcement coming up here in a week or two, right? Yeah, definitely. We're uh, just excited to have them in the car and, and be a part of their company. It's been uh, it's been fun for me this year, and and obviously that that's a that's a trusted name and and automotive industry and and obviously we we have a lot to do with, with cars so it's a great great relationship and something we can definitely um be a part of naturally and, and definitely stay tuned and get some excited stuff coming excellent um your first season on the on the chase is in the books anything uh what's the most unexpected experience you had and it's been just a lot of ups and downs for us. This has been a, a learning year, and, and definitely the year has, has gone by quick. We were just talking earlier. It's been hard to believe we're already into November and, you know, only have three more races to go. It's pretty crazy. So we're uh, just excited that, you know, we've uh, you know been able to we've, – we've had some had some good runs, had some bad runs, and, and, some, and some stuff in between. So just trying to clean it up and – and make it all go a little bit better and, and uh, try to put, you know, put weekends together as a whole from start to finish is definitely a, a learning process and something that we uh, try to do each week, but, but definitely it's something that I think is achievable. And I think I have a team that, that can do that. So we're just trying to trying to clean things up and just get a little better. Chase, I'm going to get in here as an older guy. Uh, I'm even older than Paul. This it's November. And for me, I'm just looking to hibernate. You're 20. You're a young guy. Are you even? Have you hit the wall yet? Is this season just started to drag yet? Or are you uh, are you staying strong? Oh, well, it's definitely a long year for sure. I mean, it's, it's something that uh, you know we talk about all the time. And, and as you get later into the year, you know, as as any sport is or, or any type of competition, as you get to the end of something, is is the most important part a lot of times. So, you know, once the chase starts up for for NASCAR and, and for the Cup Series for sure. Uh, the last ten races are the most most important races and the most important time of the year. Obviously, you have to be in it for it to be important. But but if you're a part of it, that definitely is is key. So uh, you know that that's when you have to be on your best. And and definitely you gotta you gotta manage the the first part of the year and the majority of the season the best you can to be ready for that when it hits. So it's Paul, been uh, I think that's that's a learning process too. Paul, I can't. He's so young. I, I I'd be tortured by now this long of a season but uh but he sounds like he's staying hungry you know what i mean longest yeah longest season in professional sports with which uh brings to mind chase at certain points you know when you're driving a car 200 miles an hour you're doing it every weekend uh you know once a day per weekend 
at certain points you probably just your mind probably zombies out right what's the weirdest thing you've ever thought of while driving 200 miles an hour on a racetrack <laughs> well not uh that's a good question i mean really you know once we get going to a race we have so many things that are going on from you know trying to make your car better trying to improve trying to help uh make the thing drive better and and communicate what you feel like you need to your team uh we we just have a lot of things going on and and that being said you don't really have a lot of time i don't think to think think outside of that um and if you do your head's probably not in the right place anyway so uh we try to stay as locked in as we can and and definitely it can be trying the races are long and there's a lot of things that happen within a race and especially if you're faced with you know certain things that that don't go your way trying to overcome them so like i said there's just a lot of things that go on and, and i think if you're not zoned in from that perspective and, and focus on the things that matter at that particular time then uh you're not where you need to be anyway uh when chase when is the last time you bought a car recently <laughs> no no can't say uh can't say i have you have you used a because when i was a you know when i was your age my dad would be like if i went out to buy a car he'd be like you know what you're using kelly blue book you're gonna get the you're gonna get the price you're gonna get the real, the real deal, right, Paul? You remember that oh, when you were that age? It was a standard in my house. Oh my my God. mom, it was, it was a physical item. It we're was so beaded, old. Kelly Blue Book was a physical head. item. It really was. You didn't. There was no internet to turn to. You had to research in advance, Chase. Did we lose him? I don't know. Did we, Chase? <laughs> did they hang up on us? I don't think so. Wow. That was awkward. <laughs> Still is. Is he there? No. Chase. It doesn't dude, sound uh, like it. Chase, are you just that is he just giving us he, is wonder, he playing pasta? I wonder if Kelly Blue Book blew us off. I don't think they'd blow us off. Wow, that was awkward. Just immediate, just canned. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Were we on a five minute? Maybe the five minute timer went up. Wow. Went off. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll, they'll let you know usually. Come on, Andy. Call me back. Well, Here, I. Hold on. Give it a long. Give it. Actually, there was a stretch there where we didn't say anything. Just so that I could, when I go back and I look at the audio, I, yeah. know, where to, I know where to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even say anything offensive. There he is. Hold on. He's back. Andrew or Chase, hey, is, that, is that you? Chase. Hello? I heard him. I heard him for a second. Yeah, I put him on. Hello? Uh, yeah, there Chase. He is. Hey, buddy. Chase. <laughs> what the hell's going on? I don't know. He's at the speedway, and and Sprint is like notoriously. Oh, here we diff- go. Here we go. Here we go. Hello, is this uh, Andrew? Yeah, sorry, we got disconnected. All right, I'm gonna throw Chase back on. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Yep. Hey, sorry guys. Hey Chase, I, oh, I asked man. that I asked that Kelly Blue Book question about using a Kelly Blue Book, and I thought they I thought they got mad and hung up on us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we just uh, bad service, I guess. All right, 
All right, so let me let me reset that one. So when I yeah. was a teenager and I was looking to buy cars, my dad was like, "Listen, you get a B- Kelly Blue Book number on these cars before you even go in with a bid." You ever go through that process with your dad? Yes, I, I have in the past. I, I haven't gotten anything recently myself, but um, I, I've looked at it over the years and, and looking at different vehicles and, and whatnot and trying to trying to make it make a good move. And, and a lot of times, Kelly Blue Book will steer you in the right direction, maybe on not making an offer on something you you should be making an offer on or, or doing it. So it's uh, I have used it in the past. I know my dad has, and right, um, it's a good place to go. Go ahead, Paul. Get in there. Chase, I like how you said steer steer you in the right direction. I, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, try to. <laughs> um, of all the guys you raced this year, who was the most difficult guy to pass? Depends on what kind of mood they're in. Uh, a lot of them can be difficult to pass if if uh, if they're in a bad mood or, or or not having a good day or or something's not going right or maybe they just don't like you that day. Um, but it just depends on on. Really, the weekend, uh, it's hit or miss, and a lot of them you can't tell what they're thinking uh, now or five minutes from now. So I quit trying to trying to figure it out. Well, you know, you're the young stud coming up. You know, you got some old some old salty sea dogs there that may uh, you know may make life a little more difficult for you. Ah, well, hey, whatever they want to do is cool by me. So we're just going with the flow. What's really going to make him mad, though, Chase, is when you win the most popular driver award this year. Are you are you uh, anticipating that? <laughs> well, no, I, I think uh, I've been very lucky to have some good support over the season, and um, as as you get on Twitter or social media or whatever it is, and you see uh, see where people have been voting, I certainly appreciate that. But uh, we're definitely hoping for it. We're, we're working hard. I know we've had a lot of a lot of votes and a lot of. Uh, a lot of support from a lot of people, so I appreciate it. it definitely doesn't go unnoticed, but um, still got some time, so we'll see. We're going to try. We're trying our best. Joe, get in there. What do you got? Well, no, I was curious about that because it, it, it it's important that we get some of these young guys that have a little personality. Chase is uh, where where are you from, Chase? Chase, hello. Oh. Oh man, did we lose him again? We lost him again. We lost him again. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I think we should just run this whole interview just like this. This would be awesome. Not bad. Hey, now where is this track at? Texas Motor Speedway is outside Fort Worth. Uh, it sounds right. I'm not sure. Man, they might Dallas, be in the Fort middle Worth of area. nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. And, you know, Sprint puts the kibosh on any sort of competing cell service when you're at any of these NASCAR events. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Kelly, there, there comes Kelly Blue Book. Here, let me get it again. <laughs> Chase. You got it? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. So this is Andrew. So, <laughs> perfect timing. Hell, I think I lost him again. Lost him again. Hello? Let's just, yeah, there he is. All right. All right. We're just wrapping up anyway. So if you guys want to ask the final question, I'll yeah, let's wrap. Start. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, let's wrap it up. All right. All right. Joe, go ahead. Is he there? Chase. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chase, you there? Can you hear me? Oh, there he is. We're now. 
Paul, this we got to wrap this up, Paul, because he is busy. He's got things going on. Chase, give a message to all your fans that may have phone issues out there. What are you going to do this weekend? What's going to happen? Give us a full report on what what we should be looking out for. Uh, hopefully this is great. I obviously don't know what's going to happen, or, or I'll tell you, but uh, hopefully good race for us. I, you know, Texas has been a fun track over the past few years. Had had a good day here uh, in 2014, so hopefully we can let you take some of that and uh, put it in Sunday. So we'll try our best and get that plays out. All right, Chase, we're going to be watching. Paul, uh, Chase Elliott, Kelly Blue Book, we appreciate that they called back multiple times too because that's that's a sign of a good company right there. We do. Good brand. Chase, congrats on the great rookie season, a season that is going to be capitalized with a potential Rookie of the Year award. We're looking forward to that, Chase. Thanks, Chase. We appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. That's Chase Elliott uh, driving this weekend in Texas at, at Texas Motor Speedway. And I'll tell you this, Paul. Uh, yes. Some of the old salt, salty sea dogs, they would tell the brand, listen, I'm not, I'm done with this. This phone isn't working. Uh, we're, we have horrible service, but not Chase Elliott. He hung in there. He hung in there like a hungry rookie, a hungry NASCAR rookie. Do you think Dale Sr. would have called back? Uh, I think he would have, actually. But, uh, but you know, some of these other guys, some of these other guys are Tony just Stewart? like. Tony Stewart? Tony Stewart would have told us. To, no way. He would have told us, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. I'm done. I wonder when the last time Tony just did a brand sponsor Oh. Call, blog call in podcast probably with Eichler five years ago oh my god uh very my point when I got hung I, no he didn't hang up the service <laughs> went out yeah. the point I was trying to make and that we've made continuously is that NASCAR needs more regionalized superstars that yeah. the regional fan can associate with Instead of an athlete or driver who might be from like some random city in California, some farm town in California that nobody can relate to. And what we know, Chase Elliott, his father, awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. And my point is, is like you try to find these guys and he's got the heritage. He's got, you know, it's like, it's like Earnhardt coming into the, 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 the racing. Right. He's got the name. He's got the heritage coming from where he comes from. Right. And we've talked about that. Like, the NASCAR season really, really drops off mid, like, June. You don't even, like, July 4th is is usually, what, the Coca-Cola 600 or whatever? Yep. And then after, after after that, you don't even hear about NASCAR. So we need these young guys to be the faces. To keep the seed alive. Keep it alive. You know? Keep it alive. And uh, I'll be curious to see what, what – I'm going to go over the standings here because I know everybody everybody's caring about that. Um, everybody wants to know. Let me see. where. Of course this – see, that's what makes me mad. As you click on a link – all right, here we go. So the round of eight standings. Jimmy Johnson, Denny Hamlin, Matt Kenseth, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Kurt Busch, and Carl Edwards. The other Busch. That is like, there's nobody in there that's uh, a shocker. No. You heard the names. No, not at all. Those are all the top 
those are all the top drivers. The top dogs. It's like every favorite making it to the AFC NFC playoffs. Right. Exactly. So, but you don't have that name in there where you go, "Oh man, I gotta see that guy go against Jimmy Johnson. I gotta see if the if if so and so. I gotta see if uh, Tony Stewart's gonna wreck Jimmy Johnson on the final lap to win at Texas this weekend." Yep. Right. right, you don't have that. And what and what and what hurts me is it's two o'clock on Sunday, two o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, that's two a hard o'clock. time to go toe to toe. Two o'clock, even if the NFL's down. Yeah, it's sixteen percent. It's tough, but we uh, we definitely want to thank Kelly Blue Book for uh, for calling back. I mean that's. <laughs> that's critical. That could be bad. That is critical. I think I'm just going to raw. I don't even think I'm going to edit this. Just raw dog it. Because, just throw because it up. then people will actually be able to hear what goes in. What goes into the production of all this stuff for me? A little behind the scenes look. A little See. behind the scenes. You're you're going out to the car and you're doing things outside. And uh, it's Friday at 5 o'clock and I got a podcast to put together. It's but, time uh, to go. Time to do it. But listen, thank you, Chase Elliott. Thank Chase, you, Joe yeah. Kinsey. You're you're heading out. I'm heading out, and uh, th- this is a good way to end the week with a little phone issues and a uh, little NASCAR talk. So you're happy. I'm happy. I'm done. Are you done? Yep. Just getting it going. All right. See you later. Have a good weekend. All right. Ten four. All right. Bye.